Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And we're back. We are back after a long hiatus. An eternity, it really did feel like. Thank you so much for pressing play and joining us again on this journey. Uh, we we have some explaining to do as yeah. to why we were why we were gone. Rachel Rachel has been going through it. <laughs> yeah, it's less of a we have some explaining to do and more of a, an I. Uh, I no, apologize we are, we, to our. We listeners. are a team. We are a team. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Nat. Um, so a few weeks ago, I uh, slipped and fell in the shower. And I managed to injure myself pretty badly. My mm-hmm. um, my leg cracked underneath me as I went down. I went down hard and fast. And I live alone, as we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. So I was stuck in the shower with my leg underneath me. And I knew immediately something mm. was very wrong. I was stuck there, kind of like shower origami and couldn't really move and knew I needed to get help, but I didn't know how. Uh, what ensued was about half an hour of just horrifying, um, adrenaline-fueled gumption to get out of the tub and hop my way to help. And mm. uh, I did. I managed to do it because the other alternative was to sit there all night and wail and scream for help and hope that somebody <laughs> heard me. Oh, my God. Um, I made it. Someone would have probably heard you, but maybe but my door was to... locked. And I, I I don't know. It was a Sunday night, by the way, too. And it was just kind of the most inopportune time. I didn't think a lot of people were going to be walking back and forth. So. Anyway, mm. I uh, I made it to my phone. I don't know how I did it. And I called a friend for help to come over and get me dressed and take me to the ER. And I had hoped at the moment that maybe it was just my leg was just dislocated and it, they could pop it back into place. But mm-hmm. I got to the ER. They tended to me very quickly and took x-rays. And I just remember the moment when the ER doctor came in and said, you're going to have a long recovery. And mm. it turns out that I did something called a tibial plateau fracture, which basically means I broke the top of my tibia and that bone pushed up and compressed or crushed my knee joint. And they had to rebuild my knee with metal. So um, my knee and part of my leg. And so I spent eight days in the hospital and then I spent Mm. another nine in a rehab facility and I just, a couple days ago, got discharged to come home. I'm in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I have a hospital bed. I have a walker. And I am living the life of an elderly person. <laughs> this is one of those freak accidents that you think only happen to older people. And... Mm-hmm we've frequently made jokes that I should have like a life alert because I'm very clumsy, but showers are slippery. Bathrooms are um, a very common place to have accidents. Even when I went to the ER that night, they told me I was the third shower fall of that day. 
So wow, yeah, it is. It's very common. I didn't ask about the age range of people who would come before me, <laughs> but um, this just goes to show you that it can happen no matter how old you are. You can slip and fall um, in the bathroom or elsewhere in your home, and if you live alone you need to kind of safeguard yourself, uh, you know, against that. And I, from now on, I made my mother promise that she'll always take her phone to the bathroom when she goes to shower. I will always now take my phone to the bathroom when I go to shower. I am going to put down a shower mat um, immediately in my shower to, for, um, to reduce slippage. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm in an apartment, so I can't do things like add bars, but, uh, Honestly, that night, even if I'd had bars, I went down so fast. Like there was, I was never going to grab onto them. Um, But there, there's just other things that I can do. I mean, number one, put down a shower mat. I mean, whether or not your tub is slippery or not. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, I had a shower mat in my car that I had not put down yet. And it kills me. It absolutely kills me. I mean, that might not have prevented you from, you know, you might have still slipped. Maybe, but it's, it's one of those that has the suction cups things on it. So, I mean, I just hit a slippery spot of like conditioner and I I was done with my shower. Well, I guess this is, you know, a good lesson in both safety and also, you know, life, life throws you lemons and you can just, (laughs) you got to pick yourself up and keep going. I mean... Now you're going through like PT or not PT yet, but, but occupational therapy to help you like get around and, um, you're, you're on the mend slowly, but surely. I am. It's also made me see my apartment in a new light too, because, Mm -hmm. um, as I was telling you and our boss earlier today, my refrigerator is in kind of an alcove area. I can't even get to my refrigerator in my wheelchair. And luckily I have my dad out here helping me. And so he's sort of, you know, playing butler and servant to my needs, but (laughs) I can't get to my washing machine. I can't get to my refrigerator and there's corners of my, you know, my bedroom and my apartment that I can't navigate so and you said it's frustrating too because you're like I just want to stand up and go like grab an iced tea from the fridge but you can't yeah or I want to take the trash out or I want to yeah I want to put things away and it's just a very frustrating feeling to not be able to do things and so I have a completely new appreciation right now for the people who um, live like this all the time or who are you know limited um, I also care, have a, caretakers for for loved ones that that um, can't walk easily, can't get around easily. Too. Exactly. I do have a whole new appreciation for our healthcare workers. Not that I didn't before, but this experience over the past three weeks is just um, man. They are doing yeah. the Lord's work out there. So remember our yeah. healthcare workers. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're glad to be back in front of you in your in your ears in your speakers. Uh, and we're so I'm so grateful that my partner in crime Rachel is is on the mend and you know it's it's not a party without Rachel so Aww. um all right well let's get into the news because it's been it's been a while I and, missed a lot um we used to be avid bachelor and bachelorette watchers <laughs> used to be have you seen the new season Mm-mm. okay Mm-mm. There is a new season of The Bachelorette on right now. Um, the craziest season ever. There's been two Bachelorettes in the same season. 
But the real estate news here is that the Bachelor Mansion, the actual home, which is in the Valley of Los Angeles, is up for rent. Yeah. <laughs> you um, can rent it on Airbnb. It's it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I guess because they're not filming there this season because of COVID, uh, it they got to make their money somehow. So yeah, it's up for rent on Airbnb for what, $5,400 a night? Yeah, $5,400 a night. Um, it's in Agora Hills, California, which, like I said, is just outside of Los Angeles. Uh, it's called Villa de la Vina, and it's classic Mediterranean. If you've seen the show, this house is iconic, you know, with the the curved architecture and the uh, the the brownish beige exterior, the the, the olive very trees. Tuscan, very Tuscan. <laughs> Um, I know how we feel about Tuscan. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't love the interior, but it, it, Mm -hmm. they went full in with the theme of it throughout. Uh, Yeah. In terms of, I mean, the reason that people would rent this is like if they're a bachelor super fan, super fan. And if they have a bunch of money to blow on it, because 5,400 bucks a night, I looked at the description, um, and the house rules specifically state that no parties filming professional photography or gatherings can occur there. So it's not like a production company can rent it out f- to film something. Define um, gathering. Yeah. Because I think like a, maybe like a professional gathering. Maybe like a... <laughs> oh, like a like a mixer? Like an industry party or oh, something. Oh, okay. Um, I did see if it's available for Thanksgiving and it is. Yeah. You can you can put in the check-in dates for uh, Thanksgiving Day and check out the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday. And, and you can stay the whole weekend. Yeah, or you can stay the whole weekend. But it is, in fact, uh, available for that. So if you live in the L.A. area, have a lot of money, and want to spend your holiday in the Bachelor Mansion... I feel like Go it says it. something that it's not already rented for Thanksgiving. I don't I'm not quite sure what it says, but it says something. Well, it's also not you can rent it out for the entire month of December, too. Yeah, but my point is this is not flying off the virtual shelf and I this wonder why. This thing is why. not booked. This thing is not booked. I I mean the price must have something to do with it, right? Sure, but I mean, there's some real big Bachelor super fans that I would think might just jump on this. Yeah, yeah. Weren't you talking about um, renting it out for your birthday in February? <laughs> I also looked up the dates for my birthday, and it's available then. So for what was it? Did you say fourteen thousand dollars? Yeah, I think so. It was um, President's Day weekend. My birthday always falls around President's Day weekend, so we could rent it out President's Day weekend. Uh, wait, let me see. So if we checked in on Friday the 19th, and then we check out on President's Day, $21,108. Oh, that's all? That's all. (laughs) Well, damn. Sign me up. Let's put the deposit down. Yeah. Oh, and it looks like it's actually, it goes up to $6,000 a night for, for, for then. So, because it's a holiday weekend, Mm. probably. But yeah. All you Bachelor super fans, pool your money and get on that. <laughs> Natalie, I'm starting to think that we should do a podcast just about HGTV. 
listeners, let us know in the comments below. <laughs> Podcastrealtro.com. If you are, if you would come for that content, we will provide it for you. I'm sure they would. Um, so the latest news this week: HGTV announced it is going to air 16 new series in 2021. That is one six sixteen. And my first thought was, okay, seriously, how many is too many? This sounds excessive. Yeah, 16 off the bat sounds like a lot. But how do you know how many they how many shows they typically have a year for programming? That is a great question. I don't know each year how many they have, but I know that in 2020 they had eight. So they've doubled for 2021. Okay. Okay. So doubling their programming, doubling down. I mean, you know, I think HGTV is more popular than ever, especially for the times, you know, people have been staying at home, looking at their houses, Mm. like looking at these four walls, um, focusing on real estate too, just like the real estate market, how crazy it is. People moving from cities to suburbs. Is that actually happening? Um, it's very much like as in the zeitgeist, like homes and real estate. And so I feel like, why not double down HGTV? Okay. Um, you sort of changed your tune because I feel like before you said you also thought it was excessive. <laughs> I go, I'm, I'm like the wind, Rachel. You know, I just <laughs> always changing my opinion. <laughs> Here, Here's the thing. And I will say, so it's not just 16 new series that look a lot like Fixer Upper. They are apparently trying to, quote unquote, stretch the brand, and Mm -hmm. they're going to play up real life dramas involving the on-air personalities, whether that involves an issue with their business or their lives behind camera, which is a lot like what's happening with their Windy City Rehab. Yes, we talked about Windy City Rehab. Um, We we liked it. We dug it. um, Yeah. Because of that, that it, it broke the mold and it wasn't the same cheery sunshiny formula that they always do well yeah like uh flipper flop um what's her face Tarek and christina just going like so like dom like ever like covers of us weekly about their divorce and about her getting married and now she's getting divorced from her second husband christina anstead is moving forward less than a week after announcing her split from second husband aunt anstead the hgtv star was all smiles with ex-husband Tarek el musa while filming the upcoming ninth season of flip or flop and like you never see that on the show and it's kind of inauthentic mm-hmm. in that way. So these characters are are just racked with drama, uh, behind mm-hmm. the scenes drama. Mm-hmm. And it really does kind of make you want to watch more. I, I do think it's smart that they are gonna try to incorporate it. I do um, too. Sixteen still seems like a lot to me, but my guess is they're trying yeah. to just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Uh, some of the series that they promise to add don't sound appealing to me at all. They sound very <laughs> boring. Um, like what? Uh, let's see. Life Under Renovation, a self-shot series that follows five families as they try to build their dream home. So that's what? Like a family filming themselves? Yeah. It's... Living through a renovation. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just fell asleep. I apologize. That sounds... Well, and then that also just sounds like you're just watching people stress out all the time. Yeah. That, yeah, that's very true. Like, I don't need that in my life. I already have enough of that. 
Um, <laughs> but one one show I definitely will watch is the one where adult children still living with parents tackle their first home hunting effort in Forty Year Old Property Virgin. I mean, that's a great name. It's it's great. It's fantastic. You know that we're gonna get some real characters out of that one. Yeah. I mean, this popular Instagram we've talked about in the past, Cheap Old Houses, is also getting their own HGTV show. So this is an Instagram account where the people who run it post listing photos of cheap old houses that are actually for sale around the country. Um, And they curate it. You know, these houses are typically, you know, architecturally historical. Yeah, Um, you're a big fan. Good bones. Yeah, I I follow them. and, you know, you see, like, a gorgeous Victorian for $80,000. You're like, huh. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. But um, it's it's fun to just browse if, if you're a if you're an architecture head. Well, that made us ask, okay, well, what is the show going to be about? And I'm going to read you a short synopsis. The show will follow the Finkelsteins. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. As they visit two low-priced older homes in the U.S., Viewers will get an inside look at the historic homes and learn all about their architectural significance, then find out which house the couple will ultimately choose to feature on their popular Instagram account. Wait, (laughs) like the reward at the end of the episode is that the house gets to be featured on their Instagram? Yes, that's exactly (laughs) it. That's uh, okay. It Um, says, plus you'll hear additional stories of restoring historic homes straight from the people who bought and renovated them but I just have to say it sounds like a big snooze fest we always do this Rachel what we we crap on a on a tv show idea yes we hear the plot of a tv show and then we're like that sounds boring I'm not gonna watch it and then we watch it when it comes out and we actually like it okay this is true (laughs) we did it with a home edit I think we did it we've done it with a couple of other shows but yeah um I mean prove me wrong I don't know there's just nothing that really speaks to me about this kind of show concept but maybe that's why I'm not a tv executive making the (laughs) that's why the big tv producer we are not I mean I I do like the idea of seeing people dig into the history of an old house that does sound like weirdly soothing um it's I guess it's not like game showy though like it's not there's there's not a big like payoff at the end beyond just like oh that's a beautiful house so um yeah I I mean I want to see it renovated I want to see some sort of action I don't really care which one they choose to feature on their Instagram account uh do we know (laughs) when this show is actually going to premiere TBD premiere date is TBD. Um, okay. Apparently, the f- they are filming right now. So, well, okay. So it sounds like first impression. You and I both thought sixteen episodes seemed excessive. We still think it sounds like a lot, but we're interested to see what they come to the table with. Yeah, I think that some will rise to the top and some will sink, and um, we have a lot to look forward to. Yay! Something to look forward to. Let's move on to Making Moves, one of our favorite segments that we do. Um, We're going to talk about two houses today that we have previously mentioned on previous podcasts um, and or previous episodes. 
we're checking back in and we have some exciting updates about these houses. Um, both are in the San Francisco Bay Area and both sold for the same price. Yeah. The same weirdly specific price. Weirdly specific, like down to the, what is that? The, the decimal the, point. The, te- the, the, the hundredth, down yeah. to the hundredth. Okay, the first home we're going to talk about is the former, actually, wait, no, sorry, <laughs> I switched it up. <laughs> um, the first house that we're going to talk about is the Full House House. Rachel, you remember this house? You're a big Full House fan. I was. I was obsessed with Full House, actually. Oh, obsessed? Yes, it was my favorite show growing up. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, then, do you want to do you want to let everyone know (laughs) the scoop on this place? Um, This is the house that was used as the establishing shots, as you said. What you saw in on the inside on TV was done on the sound stage. The interior of this home looks nothing like what you saw on Full House, the television show. Um, mm-hmm. It has been upgraded over the years, and I believe we've talked about it on the podcast before. It's actually really, really gorgeous inside. Yeah. Um, they do have a few um, little Easter eggs from the show around. The buyer of this place gets to keep a little bit of the nostalgia um, there's an extensive patio outside and there's also, uh, in a garden outside, there's the handprints and signatures of the show's cast in cement. So, yeah, you know, there's a few nods to the show around, but other than that, it looks absolutely nothing like what you saw on TV. It's just a really gorgeous home inside. It was first listed in May 2019 for $5.99 million. Uh, it had a couple price cuts. And it sold this month for five point three five million. I guess I'm just surprised that it sold for under asking because it is such a gorgeous home with such pedigree. I know, and it's in San Francisco, so it's a painted mm-hmm. lady. Um, I mean, honestly, maybe the fact that there's looky loos coming all day, every day, drove the price down. Yeah, that could have hindered people from wanting to pay top dollar for it. That's a great point. I think you have to factor that in when when you're buying one of these special houses. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the design of this place is gorgeous. They had some prestigious designer come in and and fix it up. So uh, it sold for a little under asking, but not much. Uh, so the other house that sold for the exact same price of $5.35 million is Robin Williams' home in Tiburon. This house was put on the market in 2019 uh, by Robin Williams' um, wife. This, of course, was five years after he uh, died inside the home. Very tragic, horrible loss. Uh and she put it on the house. Excuse me. She put it on the market um, in 2019 for 7.25 million. Um, so as you can see, it's it's had a fairly significant price cut. Uh, it's been on the market for a while, and we were wondering, you know, who's going to buy this? It's a gorgeous house. It, the views are insane. 
it's it's on the water and there's so many windows it's it's a paradise like it's it's really really idyllic the the big thing of course is that it's it's kind of an infamous home just because of of the what fact happened that Robin there. Williams died there yeah right yeah I still and I know we talked about it before on the pod and I think we both expressed surprise though that it has taken so long to sell I mean the the tragedy aside it is just yeah. incredible it's and a luxury I really like, thought that it gem would, yeah I really thought that somebody would pick it up sooner than this yeah. but the kitchen's actually pretty <laughs> this this okay are you gonna crap on robin williams house uh no are you about to do that oh my god what are you doing i'm not crapping on this oh my gosh i'm gonna say that this this kitchen is surprisingly modest for the house like it's we'll 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 link to the we'll link to the story that we did about it um so you guys you can check out the photos we'll put it in the show notes but um as you'll see in the photos the house is extremely luxurious and then the kitchen while very beautiful and with a window to the bay you know and and a nice kitchen island um I don't know I feel like if you're gonna pay seven million you kind of want like the creme de la creme of kitchens I don't know yeah but maybe you're just paying for that view I think that's that's what it is. Yeah, you're paying for the view, the privacy. Nonetheless, um, they did find a buyer. It has sold. That case is closed. <laughs> and we don't know who the buyer is, but right. Nope. On nope. this or the full house home. Nope. Maybe we'll no find out. Buyers. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what they do with it. Now it's time for winners and losers. This is the segment of our show where we go over the real estate deals that celebrities have made and we discuss the good ones and the bad ones. (laughs) And um, as always, we're going to start with our losers so that we can end on a high note. Natalie, this week, who is our loser? All you Fast and Furious fans, uh, pour one out for Jason Statham. Is Jason Statham in Fast and Furious? Yes, honey. Did you know that I have literally never seen a single Fast and Furious movie? I think I've seen like one. Well, that's why you and I are friends, I guess. Aren't there like 17 (laughs) of them? There's about 23 of them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, about about that many. Um, So Jason Statham, you know, Fast and Furious, also just general action star. Uh, He is also a big real estate and architecture fan. Um, He's our loser, however, because his gorgeous home in Los Angeles has suffered a price cut. Uh, So the home hit the market in May 2020 a very difficult time to sell a home yeah. um, for $7 million, And the price has now been reduced to $6.2 million. So a little bit of a cut. Um, it's sad because this house is a mid-century dream. I love it. It's minimalist. <laughs> what? We talked about this house before. and Did I, just, I like drool over it before? No. I, well, yeah, you, you and Eric did, and I hate it. Yeah. Is it too, like, cold for you? Yes. It's incredibly sterile to me. Yeah. 
Um, it is a mid-century dream. Like, if you're into mid-century architecture, like, this fits the bill. But, I mean, Rachel, what do you think about this bathroom? I hate <laughs> it. Talk about cold. It's it's like a cement-looking tub. There's a lot of, like, cement, a lot of white wash walls, a lot of I, uh, exposed wood. I mean, if there were ever a home to match what I think Jason Statham's home would look like, I guess this is it. Mm, like sleek, masculine. Like chiseled like, and, chiseled. you know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mas- for sure. It's very masculine and just sort of um, stoic. I don't know. He's the winner in many other ways, but for the price drop to his home, uh, he's the loser this week. Yeah. How about our winner, Natalie? Our winner. Let's talk about our winner. Uh, our winner this week is a man that we've discussed before. Our winner this week is Rob Lowe, the actor. And he is our winner because he recently bought two houses. Two. Two. (laughs) One in Beverly Hills and one in Montecito um, in Santa Barbara. So, of course, he had a little bit of money to play with. He just sold his Montecito estate for $45.5 million. Woo. Uh, so he bought one in Beverly Hills and then he bought a smaller fixer upper in Montecito. Right. And they've I mean, they have connections to Montecito. They've they've lived there for a long time. So I can see why they wanted to retain a smaller residence in in the town. Um, the Montecito place they purchased for five point two million. It's a fixer upper. A $5.2 million fixer-upper. Has three bedrooms, four bathrooms, and apparently needs a lot of work. And so Mm -hmm. they may choose to actually tear it down, start fresh, or I don't know. Maybe we'll see a new HGTV show with Rob Lowe as DIYing his renovation project. I would watch that. I would would watch watch that. that. He could be a great host. I absolutely agree. See, we should be TV executives. (laughs) Rob Lowe, you, a person who's probably very expensive to get, you should be the host of this TV show. I, th- um, I mean, I think they could not, I, I think they could put it on not HGTV. I think that would fly very well on one of the primetime networks. Yeah, yeah, I would watch that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure if it's on ABC, I'm sure you're watching it. Oh, hush you. <laughs> okay. Rachel loves um, network TV. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the masked oh my god I just learned that the masked dancer is okay. I saw the previous for that and I thought that was the most insane thing how are we I, like the masked singer is one thing because you can hear the voice why are they doing the masked, the masked dancer dancer I don't know gonna, what celebrities dance moves look like it's they're they're spinning off spinning they're really off scraping and, the bottom of the barrel in my opinion I mean that. They're they're milking the cash cow. That's for sure. Um, whatever. Let's get back. Okay, let's not get okay. off track. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Rob Lowe's other house is um, a home in Beverly Hills, and this one's a little smaller. It's just three thousand square feet, five beds and three baths. Um, this one has been renovated, so I don't believe that they have to do too much to this one um we'll put a link to this story in the show notes you can check out the photos there it's really pretty uh really cool backyard love that pool Um, 
pool's gorgeous. It's kind of like built into the hillside. Yeah. Um, but still has, you know, <clears throat> plenty of backyard area, um, grass, nice big chef's kitchen. See, this is the type, no throwing shade, but this is the chef's kitchen that you want to, that you're going to see in a multi-million dollar home. No, I completely agree. I mean, Robin Williams' kitchen is leaves something to be desired but um his view is much much better than this one but this is Mm -hmm. this is very pretty too and it's uh it looks like they purchased it for 3.75 million that doesn't seem so bad I think that's pretty on track with you know the the neighborhood it's it's in 90210 so it's like you know (laughs) stuff's gonna go for a pretty penny there um but yeah, two brand new pads for Rob Lowe. And for that, he is our winner of the week. And that's it for House Party. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, you can go to the show notes on your podcast app. We will have links to all the stories we talked about uh, you can see the listing photos there. You can read what we have to say about the homes. Um, if you really enjoyed what you heard today, please go and subscribe to our show. Uh, and if you have some extra minutes, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. We love the support and we appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us. We are podcast at realtor.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your questions, your comments your thoughts on the podcast, your thoughts on life. Um, If email's not really your thing, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is at housepartypod on all three. Yep. Thanks again for tuning in. And we will... Oh, actually, we should talk about our schedule. So we are um, going to produce three more special episodes um, from here until year's end. So... I can tell you, I'm not going to reveal everything, but I can tell you that one of them is going to be kind of a year in review um, where we'll talk about, you know, the buzziest sales, the craziest real estate stories that we, um, that we heard. It's going to be a mixed bag, but it'll be one to look out for. So keep an eye out for those. And um, yeah, we're happy to be back. And I'm so glad that Rachel (laughs) is in podcast form and is just out of the hospital and ready to rock and roll thank you guys for your patience thank you yeah thank you for your patience and thank you for coming back and we will catch you later bye bye